You may be seated. When the time comes and I'm standing at the river That separates the two worlds that I love Torn between my precious friends and my family And the place of peace that's waiting up above Stay there by my side And when I finally step into the tide Celebrate me home Celebrate me there Celebrate me in that land of wonder Where nothing can compare Celebrate me in that place Celebrate me, saved by grace. Don't just sit and weep because I'm gone. Celebrate me home. I have spent most of my life on earth preparing to take the trip from here to heaven's throne with the shield and word of God to guide me it's a comfort knowing I am not alone so when I take my final fleeting breath and fade into the gentle sleep of Celebrate me in that 
That's exactly what we're here to do today, is to celebrate Mildred Hazel Mills, home to glory. Someone said, well, she passed away. No, she's more alive today than she's ever been in her entire life. We celebrate her being eternally alive with God. Well, she was born on May the 10th in 1924 in a little town out in West Texas called La Mesa, Texas. Born to Effie and Hazel O'Cook Towns. Mildred was a formal church secretary for Castle Hills Baptist Church and also a church in Odessa for a while and even for Open Door Baptist Church here in Rogers for a little while. She also was the volunteer coordinator for the Billy Graham Crusade Organization, which she enjoyed so dearly. Remember Montanay Baptist Church right here in Rogers. Mildred was preceded in death our father, Malcolm Mills. She survived by her children, Mac Mills and wife Cherry of Rogers, Monty Mills and wife Linda of Birmingham, Alabama, and Markley Mills and Bobby of Garfield, Arkansas. And if you can't imagine what this group is down here, for the most part, it's made up of eight grandchildren, 14 great-grandchildren, and four great-great-grandchildren. She was uh, the matriarch for a great number of folks that loved her, acknowledged her, and enjoyed her. She was known by many names. She told us boys, she said, now, I want my service to be short, sweet, and simple. We said, we can do that. We're pretty simple around here, and we can do things pretty short, and it can't be anything but sweet if it has to do with Mildred Mills. Mildred was known as the little country girl from the Valley Farms area out of Wichita Falls, which was a government project. And then a little later in life, she was known as Mrs. Malcolm but in all of her own rights, she was known as Mildred. But to many of us that are here in this room today, she was known as Miss Mildred, Sam, Mama Sam, and Granny Sam. Loved by so many. 
because she loved so many. But the boys, she was known as Mama, Mother, the one that was always there, the one that went the extra mile, that always had an encouraging word, one that loved us unconditionally, a friend when we needed a friend. A corrector when we needed correcting. But above all that, one that directed us, led us, and set an example for us to come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I guess if you'd say she left a legacy, Monty is has been a pastor, a missionary, works in teaching and educating and uplifting people all over Africa where he was missionaries. As you all know, I've been a pastor around this area for about 48 years now. Mark Leahy is so involved in church work and singing and being a part of what goes on at Montanay Baptist Church and prior to that what was happening at Emmanuel Baptist Church and so forth, I would say she left a pretty good legacy right up here. And if that's not good enough, look right out there. Tremendous legacy. But she didn't always think about having children. Melinda found something as she was going through some of the files and all, and I would like for her to, to stand up and read what she found and uh, tell them where you found it, Melinda. Take that mic there, brother. All right. Um, so I found her diary yesterday and um, from when she was a teenager. This is supposed to be funny, y'all. <laughs> okay, so this entry, June 13th, it was a Tuesday in 1939. I'm going to read it to you just as she has it written there. Cal chased me off the fence. Uh, she got up late, cleaned up my room, listened to the radio, and dreamed of Malcolm, as we hoped someday to be man and wife. And no kids! <laughs> Exclamation point. Not only no children, but no children with an exclamation mark. <laughs> Somewhere something got crosswired. <laughs> many, many times I heard my mother in times of sickness and encouraging other folks refer, as you have in your little pamphlet, the scripture found in Philippians chapter 4, we've all read it, we've all 
learned it, we've all preached it, but I'd like to read it to you this morning because I think this is where she would have us be today. And it says, Philippians chapter 4, verse 4, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. I say thank you, Lord God, for blessing us with a mother, a grandmother, a great-grandmother, and a friend to all by the name of Mildred, Sam, Mama Sam, Granny Sam, or whatever you want to call her, she loved you. May God bless you. Thank you. All right. Many of you know that Mom wanted me to sing a song. And awful, oftentimes through the years, those that have gone to church here and everything, when Mom was here, well, I would sing the songs that she wanted me to sing at her funeral because I wanted to sing them to her then she could hear them and would enjoy them. And I have a green light. I'm just not holding it up. I'm sorry. But anyhow, so the last couple of weeks as, as mom was dwelling and, and, and dwindling down and everything, I sang her those songs many times. So this morning I'm not going to sing them to y'all. I've already sang them to mom. We kind of have a family song that, that mom loved and we've loved as a family called Heaven Came Down. And uh, so we're going to sing that to celebrate mom's home going today. So the words are up. If you need the, the music, it's 438 in the hymnal. And I just ask you to sing with me as we sing Heaven Came Down and Glory Filled My Soul. You can stand up and sing. This is, this is a stand-up song. Such wonderful day, day I will never forget. After I'd wandered in darkness away, Jesus, my Savior, I met. Oh, what a tender, compassionate friend! He met the need of my heart. Shadows dispelling with joy, I am telling. Made all the darkness depart. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. When at the cross the Savior made me whole, my sins were washed away and my night was turned to day. Oh. 
Spirit with life from above into God's family divine. Justified fully through Calvary's love, oh, what a standing is mine. And the transaction so quickly was made when as a sinner I came. Took of the offer of grace, he did proffer, he saved me, oh, praise his dear name. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. When at the cross the Savior made me whole, my sins were washed away and my night was turned to day. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. Now the hope that will surely endure after the passing of time. I have a future in heaven for sure, there in those mansions sublime. And it's because of that wonderful day when at the cross I believe. Riches eternal and blessings supernal from his precious hand I receive. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. When at the cross the Savior made me whole. My sins were washed away, and my night was turned to day. Heaven came down, and glory filled my soul. Amen. You know, Mom was a planner. She, I, I'm not. That was always a challenge. But uh, I'm doing this because, you know, I'm short. I'm in the middle, by the way. And uh, I, I'm short, and I'm sweet, and I'm simple. <laughs> I don't know about this. You know... One of the things we've got to do, and, and of course I've been in ministry 55 plus years now, and, and one of the things I keep trying to tell people, we're always trying to teach Christians how to live the Christian life, and that's important. It's not missing hell and making heaven. It's a life to be lived, and it's a joyful life. It's not easy. Don't misunderstand that. But boy, it's exciting. It's it's life to the fullest. And we ought to teach people that. But one of the things that has bothered me through the years in watching, and we've let it seep in, particularly in our country as we've so culturalized church to be American rather than biblical, that we need to teach Christians how to die. I mean, we, don't, we shouldn't be around whining and carrying on and so forth. I mean, after all, you know, yes, the Scripture says in Philippians 4, that 
we are to weep, but not as those who have no hope. I'm not telling you not to express your emotions. And if you need to cry, cry. That's not what I'm saying. But the thing is, I tell people, we, we, we shouldn't go out of here for a Christian with, as a whimper. We ought to go out with a shout, hallelujah. Isn't that what we just sang? And so as we think about this, as we go through this, Mom, again, in her planning, as she always had, she told me throughout all the years, when you preach my funeral, preach the gospel. Now realize gospel basically means good what? News. Well, it's good news that I miss hell and make heaven, but there's a whole lot more to it than that. And so this today, I want to take a very familiar scripture, a very familiar passage. Oh, many of you could quote it. And we're going to look at that. For those of you here who don't know Jesus as your Savior, the gospel of missing hell and making heaven. For those of us here who know the Lord, to look how life goes and what is that good news, all right? And so let me go back and see if I can find my glasses. Let's see. Mac is the oldest, by the way. <laughs> more, more mature. I heard a preacher the other day, Alistair Briggs, that said, you know, we're all dilapidating. I am. But it's the 23rd Psalm. We all know it. And it gives us warm, fuzzy feelings that are good, but there's so much truth in it truth we need today. I'm going to read it. You'll know it. But then I want to go back and just highlight a few points, all right? He says this, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Hey, you know, this is Dad's Bible, one of them. It's got a lot of things in it that are there. One of the things is when it's this psalm, the Lord is my shepherd, he's got underlined, the Lord is my shepherd. My first question to you, is he your shepherd? if not, the rest of it doesn't have any meaning to you. The Lord, not some Lord, not some God, not some idea, not some Jesus. The Lord, the Jehovah God, the great I am, Jesus Christ, the one and only way. Lord is my shepherd. Now, 
we could stop and spend all day right there. I mean, I couldn't be short. The Lord is my shepherd, my my provider, my guide, my protection, all the things that we think of as a shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Now, the thing I want you to know this. The Lord is what? My shepherd. doesn't say our shepherd. My shepherd. And so I have to ask you, have you encountered that shepherd in that personal, tangible way? Is he your shepherd, your Lord, your Savior, your only hope of eternal peace? If you don't know him, come find me after this is over. Come find Mac, Markley. There's other folks here. Don't go out of here today hoping or wishing. I hope I go to heaven. I wish I go. No, 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 no. David is saying the Lord is my shepherd. It is affirmative. He knows it. It's for sure. It's not based on anything that you do. It's not because you go to church or don't go to church. It's not because you you don't steal or, or whatever. It doesn't have anything to do with what you do. It's God's love for you, and his arms are wide open and saying, come to me. His arms are saying, I have provided the way. The blood of the Lamb will cover your sins. My grace is sufficient. Don't miss Jesus. He's your only hope. You're not going to do it but being good. Got it? All right. Notice what he goes on here and says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Wow. Again, he's not promising us everything. He's not promising big houses and cars and riches. He says that warmth, that eternal peace, that eternal abundance, that eternal being in his presence. I want to tell you, you know when eternal life starts? For mom, it didn't start when she died the other day. Well, she didn't die. She completed Earth's journey. Eternal life begins when you come to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I'm living an eternal life right now. Jesus said, if you receive me, you cannot die. Now, there's going to come a day, all of us it is, unless Jesus comes back, when I will take off this earth suit and lay it down. But I didn't die. I just moved from here into eternity. In fact, the angel's just taken us me right into the presence of God. I shall not want. Wow. You can't buy it. You can't earn it. I don't care how important you get. I don't care how much you have. You will never come to the place of the riches of his salvation. Some years ago, I had a gentleman call me. He'd been in, in high school with me. He said, Monty, I'm very successful. I've got my own big house and I've got my own airplane. I can do, he's talking. He said, but there's got to be more. 
And I knew if anybody could tell me what that more was, it was him. Oh, he found Jesus. So I want to tell you, you're not going to find it in anything else. All that I want. All right. Let me go on. He restores, well, he, he makes me to lie down in the green pastures. He leads me beside the still water. And we like that place. I mean, it's comfortable. It's soft. I'm eating the soft grass. I'm drinking the sweet water. Hey, I like that. I wish that's where we could just stop. We'd all just say, all right. But that's what he does. He's the shepherd, and he provides, and he gives that, that peace and that comfort and that supply. He restores my soul. I won't get into the theological view of soul, but to realize he restores all that you are. You come from death to God, from being the enemy of God. He restores you into a personal relationship. You're alive unto God. Oh, everybody believes in God. I, you travel in the world, you go. You can't go anywhere. You're going to find folks that are worshiping may be their ancestors, it may be a rock, it may be a person, it may be a, another God that they have formed out of their philosophy and thoughts and so forth. But the thing is, there's only one God who can restore your soul, that can give you life and hope. And when he does it, it's not, well, all right, I've got it. I'm going to make heaven. Now i got my ticket. No, David is honest with us. He restores my soul, but notice what he does. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. These folks that think they can walk an aisle and pray a prayer and get wet a little bit in baptism and say, my name's on a church roll, I've got it. No, you don't. Because if you're truly born again, he says, I will lead you in the paths of righteousness to my glory for my name's sake. There's a life to be lived. And that's what that shepherd's doing. Is it easy? Is it, you know, no, it's not easy. It'll cost you everything. There's difficulties in it. He said, I will what? Lead you. If you study and learn of the shepherds of, of the Middle Eastern area and so forth, we always think of the shepherd driving the sheep or so forth. They don't. The shepherd walks out in front. If you, if you really study, you'll find that they, they make a sound or a whistle, and the sheep learn that, and they have a bunch of sheep owned by different people over there. And the shepherd comes in and, and gives his sound, his whistle, his song, whatever it is. And he starts walking off. You know what? All of his sheep are following. Nobody, none of the other sheep are following. Are you following Jesus? Jesus said, all my sheep know my He doesn't say try hard. He doesn't say do the best you can. I've had people say, well, when I get to heaven and, and I haven't done, and God says, well, why didn't you or why did you? 
I'll say, well, God, I did the best I can. He's going to say, that, I don't, that doesn't count. I provided everything you needed. And therefore, I will lead you in the paths of righteousness. Does that mean we're going to be sinless? No. Does it mean I'm not going to make any mistakes? Hey, brothers, do I ever make mistakes? <laughs> you know, as I asked them, I did not ask my wife. Or my daughter. But again, David is honest. All this is good. And we say, hey, man, there's hope. And I'm not alone. He's with me and he's guiding me and he's providing. He's my shepherd. But then look at that next part. Yes, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. These people say, well, if I get Jesus, man, everything's going to go. That's not scripture. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Our gathering today is not for Mildred Mills. Yes, we remember her. We celebrate her. Yes, rightfully so. But this is for you and me. It really is. Every funeral, it's for the people there. It's not for the people that die. Well, you see, when mom died, the angels ushered her right into the presence of God. She didn't have to go through. She's already gone through the valley of the shadow of death. She's sitting and rejoicing. Today, you and I have got to pass through the valley of the shadow of death. You're dealing with emotions. You're dealing with loss and so forth. You're dealing with things that have nothing to do with Mildred Mills or her death, it has to do with your own family. It may be health. It may be family members. It may be finances. It could be all kinds of things. But I want to tell you, if you know Jesus as your Lord, he says that I'm there. What does David say? Yea, though I walk through it, I will fear not why. For you are with me. Never alone. Never facing it said, man, oh, yes, there's times when you have to say, God, I can't. I mean, we get like, oh, Peter was when God, when Jesus called him to step out of the boat and walk on the water, and, and Peter was doing good. He was looking at Jesus. He got his eyes off Jesus, began to look at the water and the waves, and what happened? He began to sink, and he prayed the most religious high church prayer that there is. Lord, save me. I have people all the time say, I don't know how to pray. Well, all you got to do is what's on your heart, tell them. He said, and Jesus reached out his hand and lifted him up. And they walked back to the boat. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Your rod, that rod was, a, was an offensive weapon. It's what he beat off the bears and the lions and the wolves. God will defend you. He said, and it's a staff, and that was the crook thing. That it, when the sheep were dumb enough, and all sheep were dumb, by the way, and we are called sheep, and uh, <laughs> I didn't call you dumb. I did not. But to realize that we get ourselves into stuff, sometimes intentionally, sometimes not intentionally. But man, our shepherd 
takes that staff, and if we will be obedient, he lifts us out. He's a good shepherd. He's a good shepherd. Wow. I can't tell you how long, say with mom's passing and her being there celebrating and us walking through this, I can't tell you how long your grief process is going to be. Or I can't tell you what it's going to be like. When dad died all those years ago, I didn't weep until two years later. And I was sitting there one day and all of a sudden, wow, it was there. Yeah. See, grief is different for all of us. But the thing is, we have a shepherd who's taking us through it. And the thing that I want you to notice is what he says. Yea, though I walk, get this word and underline it. Yea, though I walk through. The valley of the shadow of death is not a stopping place. Yea, though I walk through. Got to go through it. Like I say, whether it's a death of a loved one, whether it's a health issue you're facing, whether it, whatever it could be. But he's with you, and he will defend you, and he will rescue you, and he will what? Bring you through it. Amen? I mean, that's why mom said, preach the gospel. I'm giving you the gospel. good news. Oh, yeah, he washed me in the blood. Hallelujah. Fill me with his spirit. Hallelujah. Praise God. But I want to tell you something. Every moment of every day is enough. He is the shepherd. He is there. And he will protect and he will rescue. Well, that's still not the end of the story. That's good, isn't it? It's going to get better. Look at the last part of this. You the great and awesome and mighty God, the shepherd, you prepare a table before me, and I like this part, in the presence of my enemies. I mean, the devil's going to have to sit there and watch it. And he can't do anything about it. Can you imagine? God invites me and says, I want to show you what I'm going to do for that believer. And he can't touch and he can't do anything. People are always saying, well, when you die, there's going to be a... No, there's no wrestling match. God's won. There's no struggle. There's no hope I get to heaven. Either you do or you don't. Thou prepares a table before me, the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup runs over. You know what, what he's saying here if we put it in the biblical sense? I am preparing for you a banqueting table. Wow. Yeah. He's Lord. You got to make him Lord. He's the provider. 
the green pastures, the still water. Oh, wait a minute. I've got to go through the valley of the shadow of death. But he's there. He's the protector and the provider. And he brings me through. But he's taking me someplace. And that's to the celebration. Mom's already sitting at the table. She's, she's at the celebration. I want to tell you something. As I've already said, you, we all are walking through the valley of the shadow of death. Our emotions, our thoughts, our minds, our feelings, whatever they may be, you're going through. But God has got a purpose, and he's taking you to the place of victory. I'm not talking about heaven. That's the ultimate. God is taking you to the place right now of that banqueting table where right in the midst of everything he anoints you with oil in the presence of all that's going on and says that one there is mine. Very often in these years in the ministry God's allowed us to do and I know others here could testify the same thing. People say how did you do that? How did you survive that? And there's only one answer. The shepherd, the Savior, the name that's above every name. Well, that's all good, isn't it? But let's close this last verse. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Surely. Goodness, the good things of God. Mercy. Well, man, I don't know about you. I need mercy. I need, you know what mercy is? You know, we talk about grace, and that's the free gift of God that God gives that we don't deserve and we receive of our salvation and so But mercy is this. Mercy is where God steps in and keeps me from getting what I really deserve. And surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Wow. Hey, there's victory. That's the good news. And then the capstone of it all. I will dwell. I will abide. I will live, whatever word you may want to put in there. They use the word dwell. I will dwell in the house or the presence of the Lord forever, all the days of my life. Let me close this way. You know why God made you? Made Mildred Mills? Made any of them? You know why he made you? God's got a love, isn't he? We say that quite often. God is love. And back before the beginning, as we would call it, you had the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and there was that perfect relationship and that perfect love. But God being a God of love, he had to have somebody to love. He wanted somebody to love. And out of his infinite wisdom, you know what he did? <laughs> he created man. And he intended for man to be with him always. 
go back to Genesis and read when Adam was created and Eve and they were in that garden. It said, and in the cool of the evening, God would come down and walk with them. God created you and I to walk with him. God created you and I so he could love us. But on the other hand, he created us because he wants us to love him. What is the great commandment? Love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind and being. God created you to love him. That's the good news. That's what it's all about. That's why we're here celebrating mom's life. Is there sorrow? Yes. Is there loss? You bet. When Markley called me the other day and said, Mom's gone, first words that came out of my mouth was, Great! And then I wrote, Oh, wait a minute, people don't understand me. And I said to Markley, She's won the victory. The earthly journey is complete. Not great that she's gone, but the victory is won. If there's any question, Maybe you need to get born again. You need to find the shepherd. Come to one of us. Maybe there's something else you're struggling with. You're going through the valley of the shadow of death. You've heard, but but there's something. Maybe you need to pray with you. Hey, Linda and I pray with anybody anywhere if they let us. I know Mac and Markley and others here would too. Don't you leave this celebration lacking. Don't leave here with questions. Don't you dare leave here and say, well, I hope or I wish. Jesus is not a hope or a wish. He's the way, the truth, and the life. Be blessed and live the life triumphant.
Brokenhearted? I guess we are to some degree. But we can say, Mom's never been more alive. I want to share one quick thing and I will dismiss. And all the talk, all the tears, all the prayers. One thing came out. I don't know if it was Cherry or who came up with this, but it's a fact. It's a reality. Of the things that we're going to enjoy in heaven, that we never enjoyed on this earth. Mother was a great prayer warrior. She prayed for many of you. She prayed that you would get well physically and spiritually. She prayed that you'd come to know Jesus as Lord and Savior. She prayed that you'd make a commitment to him. I know that she asked, do you want me to quit praying for you? And you said no. I guarantee you, she prayed for you to the end. A friend, one that we love, one that experienced meeting for the very first time in her entire life, her birth mother. When she went to heaven. For her mother died when she was born. She's got to meet her mother for the very first time. How blessed we are to enjoy her, our life. But she's enjoying something she never enjoyed while on this earth. Her prayer for every one of you, even as Monty did such a wonderful job in sharing the word, she would desire everyone to know Jesus as Lord and Savior. Not only here, but around the world. We've asked in lieu of flowers, if you so choose and God lays it on your heart, to give a donation, that donation will be given to the Mexico missions for Charlie and Robin Janey to use in Mexico to do what? Share the gospel. Tell people about Jesus. I've already had some in here ask me today, well, how do we do it? Where do we get it? 
If you want to leave something, check there or something, Brother Jack will be standing right outside the door there in the hall. He'll be holding a, an offering plate if you want to drop it in that. If you want to mail it to the church, do that. But be sure and put on the little line down there, Mexico Missions in honor of Mildred Mills. That way we know that we know, okay, for our accounting. For the entire family, I say to you, thank you for honoring our mother by being here today. May God bless you, and may you have a glorious, glorious time in the Lord for the rest of your life. But I pray you'll join with us meeting mom one of these days in glory. I pray you will. I'm going to pray and dismiss us. Our family is not going to form a line. We're, we're not that formal. If you want to come and say hi to them, they're going to be right up here scattered around. You come up, hug their necks, pray for them, tell them hi, bye, or whatever. But you'll come see them. <laughs> Again, I say thank you. Lord God, we praise you. We love you. We can never tell you enough thanks for the life of our mom. But Father, we praise you that today we know beyond a shadow of a doubt, your word says, the absence of the body should be in the presence of the Lord. So today we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that mom's with you, and we love you, we praise you, and we thank you that you allowed us to enjoy the time with Mildred Mills. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you for all the friends, all the family, all those that have loved her so much and meant so much to her in her life. Bless them, Lord God. And we pray this in Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen and amen. You're